Welcome back to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Black History Month. This is episode two of our Black Food series, and our guest is Chef Danielle Fiala. Chef Danielle was born in Jamaica. She has an engineering degree, but after she got a little homesick and hungry, she decided to pivot to the culinary arts. So she moved to San Francisco, went to culinary school, um, and then she ended up in wine country. The rest is history. She has a fabulous story. I hope you guys enjoy. Cheers. Oh, be sure to stick around for the entire episode when Tanisha describes her experience for the first Popeyes in Paris. Cheers, y'all. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. We got everybody in the building today. What's up? What's up? Hey, so let me talk to Tanisha right now since so she can't stay for the whole show or she's going to check out on us later. Girl, baby tickets are cheaper in Paris than they are in the U.S. Yeah, I heard. They're like that's 220. What been, that's what I've been hearing. They're like 200, 250. 220 euro to like 550 euro. Yeah. How mm-hmm. much are they in the States? A thousand going to 5,000. Have we confirmed that? Because we I saw the screenshot, but I wasn't sure if it was Every- valid or not. Every outlet that I've seen say I heard it was resale. Those people were the ticket scalpers setting the price that way. That was exactly, but they have bots, B-O-T-S. So by the time you get on when the tickets go on sale, they're sold out. Because Beyonce has this um pre-register type thing going on for fans to get on before the bots or whatever. I don't know anything about that, but anyway. So but I was like, oh, if I gotta pay like three hundred dollars or a thousand. Why not just go to Paris and make a trip out of it? Just go to a Denise whole other country. Just go to a whole other country. Come through, sis. Come through. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you about that offline. So that's what I wanted to shout you out about. Let you just marinate on that. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to marinate. Oh, and it's done. Come through. <laughs> I love you. I'm through. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm in so many group chats where we're trying to strategize. People are getting sweets because they're trying to figure out if getting one suite would be cheaper and everybody just split the cost per person. It'll come out a lot cheaper than just getting an individual ticket. So I am on the registered list, but I won't know anything they said until the 10th. So now, excuse me, Big Spender, you talk about sweets for the Beyonce Bebe concert? Right, right. What what I'm saying is if one person got a suite and just invited people. How yeah, much sweets? Sp- I, I don't know. I don't know. People, we are just like some, like some of my friends are just on these lists to get sweets. Uh, oh. And we'll see. Nobody knows nothing right, right now. <laughs> it's mysterious. <laughs> yeah. It's insanity, the talk that I'm hearing about this and the memes and everybody losing it. This is literal insanity. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all about to be sleeping in boxes outside. (laughs) Trying to go to the concert. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not me. I'd rather get a, you know, I'm good for a good vacay. A vacay. I'll just watch it on TikTok like I did the concert in Dubai. Like you know, it's mean? not gonna be the same. Well, also, I don't know how you feel about the Renaissance album. That's a whole nother conversation. But oh yeah, so. oh yeah, that that's another podcast. Sis. It it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep through that one. Yeah, I'll listen to that one afterwards. No, you gotta be involved. I listen it. to that. I listen to that one on Apple when it's dropped. Oh my gosh. 
Um, Leslie, I want to let you know that yesterday I finished a whole bottle of Kamusha and I didn't mean to. I meant to save some for today, but I was up watching the Grammys and that bottle is gone. It was so good. It, it is so, good. so good. His wines are really good. Oh he's amazing. He is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really cool guy. Oh, have you met him? Yeah, I met him when I was in South Africa last year. Oh, when um really? for the conference, he came to he came to the conference, and people kept calling me Tanisha, and I was like, no. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you're the one they keep Tanisha. He was like, uh huh, because I've heard that name a few times, and I'm like, yeah, because people keep calling me your name. Wow! So, wow! Mm. <laughs> you know, y'all look alike, so don't worry. About it. It's out. Um, it's black. I'm like in so South yeah, Africa, really. like everybody's supposed to be black, but no. That was hey, like, so was that? Did he have a pinotage? He does. Mm-hmm. He has. Mm-hmm. He has two pino. He has a pinotage, and then he has a pino. No, I'm thinking of his cab blend, but he does oh. have a pinotage, and I had the pinotage, and it's really good. And the cab. He has a single cab, and then he has a cab blend. So you have the pinotage on your site? Yes, I do. Oh, I got to try that next. Is that the high-end site? Can I get that on my... I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> to hold down for my Shirley. Because it's a non-member wine, oh, okay. members automatically get 15% off woo, woo, woo. the box. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, that part broke all the so way since up. you're a member. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then... Um, Cheryl Sherlin is um, not available in this area. They only have the rosé. So I actually wrote them and said, what's the deal? You know, what's going on in D.C.? So I'm waiting to hear back from them. Now, when you say they only have the rosé, they only have the rosé still or they have the rosé in the... Um... Sparkling. They have the rosé in the sparkling. And they do have the rosé in the sparkling. Hmm. Yes, oh. do have that. That's delicious. Can you get that? Now let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I sure can. I can definitely, we can add it to the site. Okay, we okay. Can definitely add it. That'd be nice. Which will also, well, also, as a member, you get 15% off of that. So the mm-hmm. membership has its price. Well, yeah, that's why I'm a member, but I just want that. So that's the, <laughs> that's the one they make in the, the Sanye method. The, that that yeah. rosé that we yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Yum. Mm. Yum. Yep. Okay. That's the one I want. Yeah. Right. Y'all better handle this business in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> it's about wine. It's about we wine. We love you, T. Everybody join Leslie's Wine Club, okay? Yeah. Link is in the, in the description box. Join it. We have a special guest today. Hey, special guest. We're going to continue to talk about Black food, and we are here with Daniela. How do you say your last name? Fiala. Fiala. Ah, welcome to this. It's not my last name. I borrowed it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the world, the swirl suites. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So please introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, Well, uh, my name is Danielle Fiala. I'm currently working as a private chef in the Bay Area. Um, So I'm, I don't know if you can tell, I'm originally from Jamaica. That's my (laughs) spot. (laughs) Uh, I've I've heard I think you mentioned it in in one of the episodes I listened to um so yeah I'm I'm originally from Jamaica I uh, came to the states at 18 for college I was on the east coast for a while and um 
just found myself starving as a college student and and homesick and and then the the adventures in the kitchen began so um long story we can get into we can get into that part later but um <clears throat> so I've worked in restaurants all over San Francisco and Oakland and then uh in 2015 my husband and I decided we were going to move up to wine country and start a whole new life so so we did that and I've we've successfully made that transition I think so now now that I've dropped out of the restaurant life uh, I've worked as a culinary educator at Meadowood at the resort in uh, Napa Valley and now I'm working as a private chef as I mentioned but um, most of my clients are still I'm, I'm located in Pittsburgh most of my clients are still in Napa and Sonoma and they're mostly wineries or winery affiliated people so so I'm excited to to talk about food and wine together that's very close to my heart oh. oh so we can't talk about Jamaica huh okay we I'm, a talk about Jamaica too. I'm a behave so okay one quick question so what parish <laughs> yes. are you from I'm from Origin. Kingston Kingston, Kingston. you know well, St. Andrew just outside of St. Kingston. Andrews nice nice okay that's the only question yes, I'm okay, a city please. girl oh. <laughs> I'm a town girl nice yum I could just mm. So I read that you have an engineering degree. We have another genius artist on our hands. I don't know about genius, but <laughs> I managed to graduate. <laughs> so yeah, my uh, my bachelor's is in um, mechanical engineering and applied mechanics, and I have a minor in math. So yeah, <laughs> quite a different world from from cooking. But you know, there's a lot of science in cooking too. So I tend to think of technique in that way. And, and having a scientific background, I feel like has... Well, well really I don't helps. know why I failed all those courses. I can cook, but it, it, it yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it work well, for me. You're cooking from the heart. <laughs> you don't need to cook from the head all the time. But I feel like, you know, having having that science background was really a benefit when I was teaching because then I, I could explain the why and not just tell people what to do. So. So you have to tell us, like, when did you decide that you weren't going to use your, well, I mean, you kind of are using your degree, but when did you pivot into, <laughs> when did you pivot into food? Uh, my first engineering job, I got out of school and I was working as an engineer and I just didn't, the, the particular job I had just didn't really offer me any kind of creative outlet. And so I just found myself spending more and more time in the kitchen and I would take days off of work to prep for these elaborate dinner parties. And then my friends started inviting their friends and I got a little bit bigger. And then one day, some random person, I, I don't even remember who it was now, just said, why don't you just have your own restaurant? And so that that planted the seed. And so I started taking classes, like cooking classes at the restaurant school in Philly. And then right around the same time, my company was starting to downsize and they were offering these voluntary severance packages. So I was like, you know, let me just try. It's, it's now or never. So I raised my hand for the voluntary severance and just handed that money over to culinary school and just packed up all my stuff, drove to California where I didn't have anybody. And I was like, OK, new life. I'm a chef now. <laughs> and I'm still here. So, so is the, are there any things that you um specialize in or that you used to specialize in that you like cooking besides good Jamaican food uh, yeah besides Jamaican food okay. <laughs> I you know I wouldn't say I have a specialty uh I think my specialty is sort of being a, a chameleon I would say my style is, is much more global 
um, because I obviously I'm from Jamaica. Half my family is Indian, so you know that's that's kind of where I started oh, out cooking. Yeah. And then the next thing I learned to cook when I left home was I was living with these all these ladies from Morocco and Egypt and Tunisia, and and so that was like the next thing that I really embraced in terms of cooking. So you know, North Africa and Middle Eastern food kind of has a special place in my heart. But then I went and I helped to open a restaurant that serves Spanish tapas and paella. So I have a whole side business just doing paella parties. <laughs> I worked in a ramen shop, you know, I've worked in Italian restaurants. So, and, and I really, Italy has a, a special place in my heart too. So, you know, it's just, yeah, I would say I, I don't really have a specialty. I just, mm-hmm. I like to learn and I like to explore world cultures through their food and and to find like find the commonalities in you know different ingredients or techniques or it there's just there's there's so many things that carry over from one culture to another we just use them differently and and that it's i enjoy exploring that nice Oh my gosh! I know you can cook. I feel like I can just taste it now. Um, I so... agree, Sarita. That's what. I, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, oh my god! I can. Uh, so you can feel the love. <laughs> exactly. So you're from Jamaica, and um, you have Indian family. Like, mm-hmm. what? What were your Sunday dinners like? Oh, Sunday dinner was a whole thing. I was so happy. I'm so happy you asked me that. Um, no, Sunday dinner was very, very big in my family when I was growing up and and sadly it's not the same now because so many of us have moved away and split up but we we really treasure those memories so Sunday was when the whole family would get together at my grandparents house uh so aunties uncles cousins friends whoever happened to be sleeping over that weekend and it was just like a big old potluck my grandma would do the bulk of the cooking so usually she would have a roast beef and a roast chicken and she would probably have some rice and peas and then we would bring you know mashed potatoes or mac and cheese or you know my aunt was always on salad duty one of my one one particular aunt was always on salad duty that was like her her jam um yeah and then there was always you know sometimes there's curry goat sometimes a curry chicken sometimes curry shrimp there's always something curry or or there's dal and roti shout out to auntie karen (laughs) she taught me to make those when i was really young um and then dessert 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 was hit or miss but it was always there (laughs) if my mother made dessert it was really good she was she was famous for her icebox cakes and her lemon meringue pie and sometimes once I got older and my sister and I started to bake you know we'd make the the box cake mix uh, Duncan Hines or Betty Crocker uh if grandma was on dessert it was ice cream and jello which was like a that was like a combination that she really liked that I never understood or jello with like evaporated milk or she would make her own jelly that I later learned was I think it was like a depression era recipe but she insisted on calling it cow foot jelly and like who wants to eat cow foot jelly for dessert (laughs) <laughs> and like dyed pink with strawberry syrup that was not 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 it for me <laughs> but so, so from so, okay I'm sorry I didn't mean that to yeah, no I was just just finished it up not, not so much with the dessert but dinner was a whole experience <laughs> so um from your Indian heritage do you mm-hmm. make any non 
Alagubi, um, Gulujaman, any of the traditional? I, I don't make any of the sweets except uh, basmati rice pudding. That my that's like my sister's favorite thing. If I make it, if I make a big batch, she'll have it for dessert and then breakfast the next day. So it's you know basmati rice cooked with milk and cinnamon stick and cloves, and you finish it with a little rose water and pistachios. So that's the only sweet that I make. But uh, yeah, I learned to make roti and dal when I was pretty young. Those are those are pretty easy. Everybody know how to make curry chicken. <laughs> that's like a staple. Um, and then, yeah, I've just since I left home, I started learning just sort of other other recipes and, and a little bit more of like the North Indian cuisine, too, because, you know, most of our Indian heritage is, is Southern. It's it's South India and Sri Lanka. Mm. Oh, nice. OK. I've been there. and I love I've been to Goa. Oh, yeah. It's, so, it's a lot of so seafood. Beautiful. Yes. And a lot so, of seafood. Yeah, we do that, too. Shrimp, curry shrimp. Yeah. And, nice. But our our um curries are more of like that kind of like brothy style. It's right. not the like creamy coconut finished ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'm so hungry right now. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so you make the drive from Philly to California. Mm -hmm. Did you mean to land in wine country, or did you did you decide to just go to California? Well, I, I decided to go to San Francisco because I had applied and gotten into culinary school in San Francisco. And I know San Francisco is a big food town and it's, you know, it's sort of the hub of California cuisine. And so I, I intentionally ended up in the Bay Area. And then the the decision to move up to wine country just came after after my husband and I got married. We were both working at restaurants in San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley. And we just decided, I don't even remember how that decision happened. We just put it out there. We want to move to wine country. And then he got an opportunity to uh, work for a winery in Sonoma. So we, we had a good excuse and we took it. That He's a wine guy in case that hasn't. <laughs> that, that no, that makes that perfect clear. sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's your connection to wine now? Um, are you a wine girl? Did he turn you into a wine? A wine oh, snob? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say snob. I, I have a broad appreciation. Gotcha. So uh, I mean, I, I really I started drinking wine as soon as I was legal legally able to. <laughs> um, but I really started to become interested in it more academically when I got my first restaurant job, which is where I met my husband. He was a wine director. You see where this is going. <laughs> but uh, we would have lineup before a service every day. And, you know, they would talk about the new wines and what we're pouring by the glass and what's coming in and what we're pairing with what. And I was hearing all these words that that I, I was like, I'm waiting to hear like Merlot <laughs> and Chardonnay. And I'm hearing words like Nebbiolo and Alianico and Franciacorta. I'm like, what? Like, are these kinds of wine? Are these what? What are these words? So um, that's when I, I really started to to dig in and start to learn. And then then Zane and I got married, and um, then we had the chance to go work a wine harvest in Italy. So I mean, picking grapes and helping to make wine will really, you know, form that sort of personal connection. So in addition to just like understanding the process of how wine is made now it's like you know there's some of my skin cells in that in that open top fermenter now and 
uh what was the question again <laughs> oh no you answered it you answered okay. it perfectly <laughs> so yeah so then you know having moved to wine country a lot of the 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 dinners that I'm asked to do now are wine focused uh they're either specific pairing dinners or or they're just wine focused because it's wine country and and we have to highlight the wines so um the first that really started when I got asked out of the blue to do a dinner for Penrose if you're familiar the Italian I'm Italian (laughs) I have Italy on the brain uh the Australian winery and um that was really fun and it it was really well appreciated and so it's something that I get asked to do now what do you prefer when you do wine dinners and tastings do you rather pair the wine around the food or vice versa the food around the wine I tailor the food to the wine gotcha because like I said it's not like I have one style that I'm trying to make it fit to any you know to to a to different circumstances um and I I think it's a fun creative challenge it's like give me a theme and for me the wine is the theme so I'll try to get the tasting notes and I'll read through the tasting notes and then and then ideas just start to you know like that that scene in Ratatouille the (laughs) the the fireworks and whatnot the ideas just start to swirl around like that and and then I'll you know it, it might take a couple iterations but the menu is definitely made for the the wine all right, so this is the fun part of the show. Uh, we're going to ask you a few closeout questions. Glennis, you and I have answered two of these in the last episode, but Tanisha and Leslie have not. So the first question is, name a signature dish from your hometown. So I'll I'll go. Um, you know, you guys, I claim Louisiana. And one dish that I thought everybody had had but I learned recently that they hadn't is crawfish pie. I don't know what what is that. I've never had that. Me either. So it's 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 like the um, it's like crawfish etouffee, but in a pastry. I love a savory pastry. But like a hot that pocket. Sounds, like that sounds a hot pocket. Yeah, like a hot pocket, but a crispy, like a, a flaky crust. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I thought everybody had had that. And mm-hmm. like, so why do we have that? So everybody had a girl. fabulous no dinner at your that. house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you <laughs> made us gumbo and everything. And yeah. all this, yeah. you didn't, you didn't grace us with this. I'm not mm. understanding. Okay, <laughs> noted. Tanisha, what about you? Oh, I don't know. Deep dish pizza, cheese and caramel popcorn. Mm. <laughs> Deep just Italian pizza. beef, like ignore the Italian part, but um, <laughs> it literally has nothing to do with Italy. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Is it like shaved beef? Mm-hmm. And then okay. it's on this um, uh, fresh bread roll, and then they dip it in the juice that they cook the uh, meat in. Oh, okay. Like a French dip? Like okay. loose. Yeah. They, some places okay. call it loose meat. Like a loose meat sandwich. Well, I thought loose oh, meat was ground. Uh, yeah, I, I thought loose, loose meat, meat is, is more ground. ground. Yeah. yeah. And oh. also, just calling it loose meat makes it because that's so the type of restaurant that Roseanne had on her show. She had a loose meat right? restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I got it from. Honestly, <laughs> you know they eat different. Oh gosh. 
<laughs> oh hell. Okay, Danielle, what about you? Oh, that's so funny. Uh, well, I mean, you know, every I feel like everybody already knows jerk chicken and rice and peas, and I think maybe most people know Akian saltfish, which is our national dish. But for me, uh, you know, speaking of savory pastry situation, um, so there's this place in Jamaica called Devon House, and it's uh, it's it's a uh, I wouldn't say a tourist attraction. It's a it's a monument. It's a historical place and it's open to the public. And they have, uh, you know, coffee shops and gift shops and a little bakery. But they're really, really known for their ice cream. Uh, Devon House ice cream is like it's we take everybody there. It's it's where the locals go, the tourists go. Everybody hangs out there, and you you have flavors like guava and papaya and stout and coffee and coconut and just all these like local local flavors that you can't find anywhere else and so that's like it's a whole experience to take somebody to Devon House for the ice cream and then here's here's the ticket speaking of savory pastry so right next door to the coffee shop the ice cream shop sorry there is a bakery called the brick oven and they are known for their patties and so the the real deal is the lobster patty. Speaking of crawfish, what? Yes, yeah. yeah, so it's like a lobster in a bechamel sauce with a little bit of curry, a little bit of spice. So oh that's like that's the full experience. So you go, you order your patties while you're waiting for your patty. You go next door, you order your ice cream, and then you can sit in the courtyard and just have this lovely little afternoon. So it's not just it's not just about the dish, although the food is really good. But and what's the name of the um, patty shop again? So the patty shop is called the Brick Oven, and it's in Devon House. So a little historical tidbit. It's the it's a an old mansion that was built allegedly by the first black millionaire in Jamaica. And, and that's in Kingston. Yes. Right down the road from Bob Marley's house. So you can make a whole mm. day of it. Oh. I've been to Jamaica a million times, but never been to Kingston. That's pure true transparency. Well, uh, thank you for your honesty, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, you know, if you go as a tourist, unless you know somebody in Kingston who can really show you the ropes and, and, and take you around. And that's why I haven't been. Yeah, well, because you didn't know me and now you know me. And oh, my where parents we going? are still there, so. Where are right, we going? I'll meet you Talk about that tomorrow. offline. Right. Finger on the pulse of the <laughs> No, but uh, I'm serious. I mean, my parents are still there and. They love to host and show people around, and and they're allegedly retired now, so they have a little bit more time. We can do a whole whole um, podcast from Kingston. Let's oh, yeah. make it happen. Let's make it happen. Indeed, yeah. We could do I the mean, who would Let's, say no? I'm gonna put that on the list. <laughs> I become the travel person for the podcast. We got several places we going in the next couple of years so okay but you have to make it to the black food and wine experience here this year first right when is that it's in june or july oh see i should have had my friends i think it is in june yeah i think i i think i think somebody else mentioned it was in june that was chef mimi yeah chef mimi mentioned it was yeah, in june yes. right mm -hmm. yep just giving her another little plug there but i should have had the yeah. date right sorry yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say <laughs> that, that sounds okay. What'd you say, Leslie? I'm sorry. Mm. I said, oh, that's okay. We'll just have to put it on the calendar. Girl, I'm going to need to sell my house. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> we do. We just need some sponsors. So we're in the market for sponsors. Okay, there we go. Oh, uh-huh. exactly, Sarita. I yeah. like the way you account, mm-hmm. the way you frame that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was mm-hmm. willing to give up a kidney, but okay. sponsors well, are yeah. even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, please keep your organs. <laughs> next question. Okay, this is for everybody. What was your staple lunchbox item? What needed to be in your lunchbox? You know, you assume we carry the lunchbox. I'm from the city. I don't carry no lunchbox. Well, what? So, would you? Oh, you ate school lunch? Unfortunately. Oh, Capri Sun for you, Tanisha? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, it was bun and cheese. Not so much. And this is a, this is a Jamaican thing. Are you familiar it with sure that? sure is. No, okay. what is it? Bun and cheese. <laughs> So it's like a cheese sandwich, a very special cheese sandwich. So instead of bread, it's spiced bun, which it looks like a short, small, dark brown loaf of bread, but it's slightly sweet and it's made with like dark beer usually and dried fruits. And it's, it's usually an Easter staple, but you can find the kind of less special version all year round. And we serve that with just a slab of tin cheese you know? yeah. processed tasty cheese that comes in the can <laughs> and so okay. is it really... cheese so you just eat it as a, like a cheese like sandwich. a sand- like a cheese sandwich yeah okay. but this is you know the the bread the bun is sweet and sort of spicy it has warm spices in it and then you just have this big slab of salty cheese in the in the middle so it's a whole experience it's i don't know if it's for everybody but <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a jamaican must have I've had it. It's good. With the cheese? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the real experience. If you go to Jamaica, you have that. I tell people, get off of the all-inclusive. Oh, yeah. And stay somewhere boutique and eat local. I I appreciate that, that approach. Because, I mean, the all-inclusives can be convenient. They cater towards Americans. But yeah, I mean, it's like the same breakfast buffet you find anywhere else. No shade to the standard breakfast buffet. But I mean, you know, if, if exactly. you're traveling for the culture, get out and eat the real food. Eat the food that the people are mm-hmm. eating. You might Very have an upset so. stomach. It might burn your mouth. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> be open to the experience. The spice is going to be totally different than yeah. what you're used to. Yeah. So you need to have a conversation with most of the um, cooks because... When you when you're in Jamaica, and I know this is gonna take the podcast to the left, I'm sorry, but when you're in Jamaica and you go to a uh restaurant that's on the side of the road, they're cooking that Real whatever deal. that meal is, and once it runs out, it runs out and it's so fresh. And when you're talking to them and you're cooking like, oh, I can't do too much spice. And if they hadn't cooked, if they haven't cooked it already, they can adjust the heat a little bit but other than that and if they have like, cooked it already they'll tell you no man it's not too hot just just try exactly. it <laughs> <laughs> just like that and then you're sitting here like, uh-huh like, and then i can sell you some coconut water to cool off <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you're telling the truth i love jamaica yes uh, so Leslie English, um, y'all have an answer? Literally, two things. I never had a lunch box t- that I can remember because I'm a little older than most of you all. And when, if I didn't eat the school lunch, which was freaking horrible, 
I had friends who at the time got to go home for lunch, quote unquote. And my grammar school, which was from K to eighth grade, was right across the street from a Burger King. So I would give them money, be like, hey, bring me back a cheeseburger and fries. So that's what I would do. Or gotcha. I just went, I'm not eating something. Yeah, I didn't gotcha. have a staple lunchbox item. Leslie? I don't I didn't have one unless I, you know, blocked out that whole experience. I can't remember one. <laughs> <laughs> the trauma <laughs> um for me there little debbie used to have these little brownies now it wasn't good chocolate it wasn't a it, but it was like it gave you just enough of a brownie taste to make you happy but it was uh it was about this big and it was like two little squares but mm -hmm. that was my my staple yeah That's oh i lied mine was now lasers oh well <laughs> i always stopped at the local <laughs> Stuart, you have been you used to get now layers like this for a quarter. The stick, so grape and apple. Yeah. Mm. Not Is watermelon? It, I, no, because watermelon seemed to be a little overpowering to me. So no. I love the great grape apple were my two. You had a discerning palate even then. <laughs> so cute. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and you really don't know how to discern it, but that's another podcast, right, ladies? I'll I'll keep listening. I'm glad I, I'm glad to have found you. I'm I'm happy I got to listen to a couple episodes before this because you guys are fun. <laughs> oh gosh, my palate is unbelievable. Okay, okay. Next question: favorite cereal? Crunch berries. Like really? Captain Crunch? Yes. The berry one, the crunchberry one, not the all berries, because that's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the okay. Berries, yeah. Frosted flakes. Mm. Oh, Tony the tiger second. was my man. Close second. <laughs> I love me some frosted flakes. I, like I can eat none of it now. I can eat none of it. It's mm -hmm. all too. I don't. I don't eat cereal now. Yeah. Mm -mm. But the, back the, in the, the day, butter crunch was my favorite. Mm -hmm. uh captain crunch peanut the peanut butter crunch i remember that okay danielle what about you captain crunch is like a it's a polarizing choice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly <laughs> i love feelings about captain crunch <laughs> they just had good marketing <laughs> mm -hmm. it was um, probably inexpensive too that was probably another thing oh yeah I, I I can't tell the last time I bought cereal and like all of you said, it's, it's just too sweet for me now. But I, I remember I have fond memories of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't know if it's something I would still want to eat, but I remember liking it when I did. Yeah, I used to like a Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I think my goal, okay, what I would ask my mom for, no, I didn't always get it, was Golden Grahams, but yeah. um. Yeah, that, uh, that, was, that was up there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But my safe choice was kicks. Kicks. I remember. What, kicks. Was, what was kicks? What was kicks? Um, was it, like it was puff, like corn like puff ball. Yeah, they're yeah, like puff balls. Yeah. Balls. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And they're like slightly, slightly sweet, but very. It doesn't have as much sugar as the rest of the cereals. Okay. Yeah. No Lucky yeah. Charms lovers. Oh, ew! I hate marshmallows. I, I did. No. I did. <laughs> A long, a long time ago. No, no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. 
okay. What was the other one with the rabbit? That wasn't Lucky Charm. What was the one with the rabbit? Uh, tricks. Tricks are for kids. Tricks. 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 Okay. I, all I could hear, yeah. I, I kept hearing, are for kids, are for kids. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Silly rabbit. Yes. Tricks. <laughs> okay, sorry, Sarita. All right. My oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. What dish do you bring when someone passes? Ooh. Usually a ham. I don't okay. know why. It, just, it was just like, well, I guess we got to fix my ham. Because <laughs> <laughs> it goes a long way. It yeah. does. You can do a yeah. whole lot with ham. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> That's preparation. Uh-uh. You either get in the pie from the store or some wine. Because I feel like you probably need to drink and then you like dessert. <laughs> so you get a pie, some ice cream, a little apple pie a la mode. Wow. <laughs> you bring in parties. <laughs> it's a birthday party. <sighs> no, I'm bringing cutlery. Okay. Or I'm just giving them money. Yeah, I can get what they want. Or some sodas. I just mm-hmm. get. Color or drinks. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, this this might be a weird thing for a chef to say, but for me, it's white room. <laughs> a bottle oh. of white room. J Ray and nephew overproof mm. white room. That's Again, what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> bring it in. Yeah, bring in the party. Gotta bring the Aunt Ray and nephew, Uncle Ray and, and cousin well, nephew. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there, are, there are different levels to it. So, I mean, you get just a little bit serious for just a minute i've i've been on the receiving end of it and i remember people bringing food and i didn't feel like eating i didn't eat for weeks i mean i probably did eat just enough to keep myself sustained but what i remember what i remember was white room <laughs> and just you know, yeah. yeah but um there's also like a little bit of spiritual significance to it for us too is what we use for libations you know you pour pour one out for the spirits because allegedly jamaican spirits anyway like clear liquor mm-hmm. so before you break ground on a new project or a new house or or you're moving into a new house or you you know you bless the ground with just a little white room and just acknowledge the spirits and and ask them to keep you safe. So it's the same, you know, kind of acknowledging the the loved ones who have passed on, and then everybody else can just throw in their sorrows. Well, you know what? I I'm I, I, I subscribe to that, and I'm not even Jamaican because I'm gonna tell you why. And it's totally left of what you just said. I think Ray and nephew kept me from getting COVID the last year. <laughs> My grandmother would probably agree with you if she was because when that fool that was in um at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue talked about <laughs> drinking chloride, drinking bleach, you were right. like, no, I no. I was like, you know what? You can't swallow bleach, dodo, but I can take a cap full of Ray and nephew and clear my throat. I gargle with it when I would come in from outside. I would gargle with Ray and nephew and a cap full, just a cap full, and swap. You have the spirits of my grandmother's. <laughs> <laughs> right no my grandma always had a bottle right next to her bed and you you know when when bad feelings take you you sniff a little bit you pat a little on your head you take a little yeah. <laughs> tell there you go exactly <laughs> exactly i love it um if i don't have time to make anything um for the repast i'm bringing in papa's chicken <gasps> papa <laughs> Tanisha, speaking of Popeyes, 
I don't know. Please tell us. Oh, we can talk about we can talk about that after this. We can talk about that after this. That was a highlight of my wait. You I will bring some to Paris if I come from the Bay Bay concert. Girl, you don't have to. We got our own. Woo! Wait, I'll you can't it. talk about it now, Tanisha. Oh, I mean, I can, but I didn't want to get in the middle of we were playing the game. So I was no, we're we're just about done. I, I need to hear about your Popeye's experience in Paris. Tell us. So, so it was amazing. It was a highlight of my Black History Month. Um, <laughs> so how it started is I was taking the bus one night and um, I see this light out the corner of my eye and I turn over and look and I was like, does that say Popeyes? I was like, no, it can't be. That doesn't say Popeyes. I get up from my seat on the bus and walk over to the other side because I wasn't sitting on that side of the bus. And I look out the window and then I see the Louisiana kitchen part and I see it's orange. I was like, oh my gosh. All of my dreams are about to come true. They are opening up Popeyes. So I went to the Google and then got all the information. They were like, yes, they are open to Popeyes. We didn't know what, when it was going to open at that point. Then later on, I found out it was open in February 1st. Could not find the time. So I kept searching, kept searching, found the time, 11 o'clock. I was like, all right, well, I got to get up and be there at 9 o'clock. So I got myself up. I was standing outside of Popeyes at 8.58. I was fifth in line at the Popeyes. They had an orange <laughs> carpet. They had, but they weren't even finished with the store. Okay. With the um, restaurant. They, it's a man inside putting up the lights in the wall, putting up the fixture. So I'm taking pictures. I'm talking to the people in front of me. Nobody was behind me for a while. Then like nine 30, um, two black girls came, um, and stood behind me. Um, and so they were chatting with each other. Then some people in the front, one of the ladies in the front lived in the state. So that's how she knew Popeyes. And so we started chatting. Then the news channel came and then they did interviews. The TikTok <laughs> person for Popeyes came and they're doing interviews. Then a band came. More people are now in the line. A band came. They're singing these songs. They sang um, Casanova. <laughs> And the bridge part, I'm like, I don't think that's what the words are. They be like, oh, Casanova, take your drawers off, take your mother's drawers off. What? I was like, I, I was like, are these the words? I don't, I, I don't remember this part of the song. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and I don't, and I know they don't know what they're saying, which made it even more hilarious. So I'm this the only one cracking friend. up laughing. Yes. So now, I'm the only one laughing because other people don't know what's happening. They're like, well, they're looking at me like, well, what's so funny? I'm like, they don't know what they're saying. They don't, don't were know they these saying aren't it words. in French? No, they were saying, take your drawers off. <laughs> in English? <laughs> yes. That's why I was so hilarious. I'm like, this not, mm -mm, these not the words. These, mm -mm, these are not the words. So then more people come, uh, the employees are all there, and then they bring us in like, oh, the first people in line, we give you all gifts. So I got a beanie, I got a Popeye's umbrella, a bag. Um, they gave out the QR code so we could look up the menu. I was clearly pressed because I need to know if they had biscuits or not. <laughs> I searched the menu. They did, in fact, have biscuits. So I got hype standing in line. I was like, all right, it wasn't that cold of a day, so it wasn't terrible. Also... And I've told this story before. One of the security guards was fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> so he made the time go by very easy because I, I was creeped the way I was staring at him. All right. So there's that. Um, uh, more TV came out, taking photos, video, that kind of thing. And then somebody did a speech about, well, when the Popeyes were so excited to be having it here. This is the first one in France. And they opened it here. It's terrible just walking distance from my house, but here we are. 
and then they cut the ribbon they count down and they cut the ribbon and they go let's go Popeyes you know me let's go Popeyes I I like the little French accent in there let's go Popeyes (laughs) so a go in like now people are starting to like push the line a little and come up and the woman who's right in front she's like "Uh uh-uh you come right here with me because we were here first and so she pulls me in and then we get in we order from the machine and then um we walk in, it's people on both sides, like think like Soul Train Line, how people stand. And they're all clapping, welcome to Popeyes, be the new, yay. And then it's cameras, it's taking pictures, it's video, it's chaotic. I'm like, I would just like to order my chicken sandwich and these biscuits that I know y'all got. So go place my order. And then the woman's like, oh, whoa, stop. And I was like, wait, what, what did I do? And she's like, oh, we'll, we'll take care of it. Since I was one of the first people in line, they pay for my food. Now, I'm trying to go back, of course, and order more since yes. I know they're paying for it. But again, chaotic because they have cheesecake there. They have milkshakes. Wow. I'm trying to taste a melange of things, okay? <laughs> but I end up just getting a, a drink, chicken sandwich, chicken tenders, extra biscuits, and fries. Did they, so they have, bring all my Did they have rice and beans? No, they don't have sides. They have fries. Okay. Mm, okay. And so what else was different than the, the what you can remember from the U.S. Popeyes versus the French Popeyes? Mainly the sides. The sides, and then I know that the um, spicy isn't as spicy. Because, mm. like, spicy in America, I can't even do it. Spicy Popeyes here is not like, even oh, that spicy. Right. It's, it's not. good. It's not. Did they serve okay. champagne with the fried chicken? they didn't because they don't have a license for it you know you gotta have stuff like but when they had their private pre-opening party they did have uh sparkling wine there mm. i mean i can't be certain of champagne but they did have sparkling wine there this place okay. was so clean oh my goodness it was so clean and bright they have usb cords in there and mm-hmm. um outlets and then the lights and the machines to order from so you don't have to talk to nobody if you don't want to and then they come bring the order over Customer service was amazing. Of course, I didn't eat all that food, so they brought me a bag. Would you like to take it to go, ma'am? Yes, I would. That was always the plan. <laughs> Do they, they have anything the different? Do they have anything different on their menu that we don't have on ours? Does Popeyes have milkshakes? No. No. Do they have cheesecake? No. no. They those have both. Here. They have both. So those are things. When I saw that, I was like, they wait. The cheesecake. They do Where? It's it's um it's seasonal, but they do have a cheesecake. Oh. It's like Mardi Gras cheesecake or something. Oh, I've never had it. it. Is it's that only down there in, in Louisiana? Oh, is that a Louis- Louisiana thing? Right, that's with the crawfish pie. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I saw it had. I did see it on the menu here, but it's it's seasonal, very seasonal. Okay, gotcha. okay, noted. Huh? They had the little baby in the cake. No, that's a <laughs> 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 Oh my god. So that, was, that was Popeye. And I've been wanting to go back, but people on TikTok, and then I also have another friend who went. She's like, Yeah, Tanisha, the line is about an hour long. So wow. they're like it's oh. 50 minutes to an hour long. I'm like, listen, I am excited it's here. And I'm excited y'all excited. But um, I need y'all to move out the way because I need to go back because I need more biscuits and another chicken sandwich. So <laughs> So I guess the big question. So were the biscuits comparable to the biscuits that you get here? Absolutely. Yes. I was very, very pleased. I almost, I literally almost shed a tear in there when I took a bite out. 
it is official. I have no reason to come back now. Um, <laughs> there is no reason to come back to the Americas. So <laughs> the last time I was in Paris, um, I met two Americans and they told me to go to the KFC in Paris because it's a different experience. Have you been to KFC? Any anybody? I was going to ask the same question. So no, no I haven't. I haven't been in Paris and Tanisha's going to get me for that. So that's why. I have to keep remembering that. I, that, hmm. I'm just flying no. right in. I'm just flying right <laughs> Notice Tanisha. I'm speechless. All right. Uh, yeah, she is speechless. <laughs> about, about Tanisha, have you been to KFC though? Girl, I did that one time when I first moved here and never did it again. We don't want that three little. It's just, mm-mm. no. It's, mm-mm. No. Oh. Okay. No, that wasn't ever right. Mm-mm. If I wanted fried chicken, like now they have chicken and waffle places, but if I really wanted fried chicken, I would do um Korean fried chicken. Oh, mm. okay. okay. They uh-huh. would have the decent fried chicken and the um, smaller pieces, like wing like. But then now they have a buffalo wing place here called Professor Wings that I keep saying I want to go to. They do all you can eat wings on Fridays. Um do they fry their wings hard there though? okay that's enough that, that hard part okay no i mean eventually maybe next month i'll be able to go back to Popeyes because the hour wait uh <laughs> i wonder if you could like um call in an order that's what i was gonna no, ask not yet they are um because i asked them that day like oh my you guys gonna be on deliver and uber eats and they were like yeah and i forgot the date they said that they would be um on there but they probably have to give it time because like if the line to wait to get in there now is an hour they can't be making no delivery orders mm-hmm. hmm. interesting interesting um, I don't know if you guys like fried fish, but um, I don't know if you know, but Gordon Ramsay opened up a fish and chips spot at the wharf. Really? Also, oh, okay, he op- and he opened, <clears throat> excuse me, a Hell's Kitchen also at the wharf. Yes. So. Easy. Yeah. Speaking of the wharf, you remember Captain White? Yeah. At the wharf? They are now in Fort Washington. Yeah, yeah. So the wharf it has been transformed. But oh, very I, much so. But I have to go taste this fish and chips though. Yeah, me too. Because mm-hmm. I'm a fish okay. and chips girl. Yeah. So Danielle, so this is interesting because mm-hmm. you know when I'm in Jamaica and I see that a Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh-huh. that blows my mind. I was like, who the hell wants Kentucky Fried Chicken when you got all these roadside jerk chicken stands? Well, I, when you they, can't no, they, I know, yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, they happily coexist, but uh, they weren't there when I was growing up, so I didn't really grow up with much of that stuff. Like a lot of the fast food, the American fast food chains just started to come in, exactly. You know, right before I left, so I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't like grow up acquiring the taste for a lot of those things. But it's just like anything else, novelty. You know, when when you're used to eating the same pan chicken from the same guy on the same corner every Friday night and then like a Domino's opens up like okay it's not the best pizza but it's something it's something new and, and we love American things so <laughs> so there's that wow. but you know uh, there some things are different though hmm. like the the way they source the meat is different for I I mean I, I think that they had to sign an agreement to to source local meat for some of those chains. So it doesn't 
tastes exactly the same as it does here. It's it's, it's not the same experience. But again, it, it's not really my jam. But that's, I understand why they're there. That's good to know that it's, it, it possibly tastes different. Because I passed by it going from Mobe to Negril all the time. I was like, Yeah, no. and a lot of it is for the tourists too. But, right. you know, my mother will tell you, no, don't go to that KFC because that one have the chicken that tastes like yard food. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's very obviously not as standardized as it is here. I can, I can just hear her now. That is, I love it. I love it. Wouldn't eat it. It tastes like yard food. It just tough and tastes like backyard chicken. <laughs> Speaking of discerning palates. But uh, you know what? I bet y'all's backyard fowl tastes a lot better than our chicken. Well, it it tastes like in the grocery chicken. store. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Well, wow. That's a whole. We could have a whole other conversation. Oh yeah. About <laughs> the food system and supply chain and monocultures and factory farming and yeah, that, mm. that's that's a, that's a much more serious conversation. Another yeah. reason why I don't do all inclusives because all their food is imported. That, that's true yeah uh, yeah everything almost everything and it's mm -hmm. you know they're they're really not a, a lot of those international chains aren't really there to support the local, the local. economy they're Thanks. just there to take advantage of the the money that's coming through and, mm -hmm. um, yeah mm -hmm. and the location it's exactly. like you can't put a sand and i'm gonna call them out you can't put a sandals right here in dc because you ain't gonna have the beach right but it's there's a little bit of commodification of it, you know. It's like they're just taking taking the corporate model and just plopping it in beautiful locations, but not really trying to to be a part of the local economy or support the local businesses. So support local it's, business. Exactly, exactly. That's so very true. So another whole podcast because there's that train bought us a place that was very local in the grill. That is sad that it's no longer owned by the family uh, who had that space. Do you for... remember the name of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to call them out. Okay. <laughs> it is so, oh my gosh. We'll have to talk, we'll talk about that offline. Okay. But um, it's sad that they they finally got their hold on that, that piece of property and that piece of land that was in this particular family for decades wow yeah so. yeah that's a sad that's a sad but familiar story mm -hmm. well i love it highly well danielle this was a fantastic podcast thank you so much for joining us today i thank you so much for for inviting me to do this, this yeah was, this was really fun this was a, a fun conversation and i i like to share a little bit of you know a little bit of jamaica when i can so i love it well, definitely well we'll stay in touch and you know we have, have to, to find me in real life yeah yeah we have to <laughs> figure out when we're gonna get, bring the swirl suite to kingston with uh, you let me and know and we'll coordinate our, our schedules or schedules as we like to say mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and we have to let you know next time we're in uh wine country too yes yeah well you have people out here <laughs> We do. We do so, have people. Yeah, let please please yes. keep in touch. Let us know because yeah, we you need some some locals. Yes. To show you the, the good spots. Indeed. Indeed. Um, do you have a, a account that people can follow you? The social uh, media? Well, right now I'm 
I promise to be more active on social media. I, I am on Instagram and I'm at DS Fiala. So my first two initials, Danielle, Stephanie, Fiala, F-I-A-L-A, all one word. Um, and I haven't been posting a lot lately, but I do have a couple projects coming up that they're, they're still in a soft shell stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're not ready for the sunlight yet. But um, I, I will be doing a lot more promotion and so I'll, I'll be more active. But you can see me and, and a, some pretty food and, and my very cute daughter. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And you ladies have my email address. So, you know. How yes. Yes, we do. Well, thank you again. All right. That is a wrap. Thanks for joining this world suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Leave us five stars and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Vine Me Up. Glenn is at Vino Noir. Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha. Vino 301 is Leslie. And you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up Media.